Hour number two of Overtime Fan Run Radio. Guys, if you are looking to list your house, call my friend Julia Hurley today. 865-237-7328. Let her know that we sent you. If you guys want to be featured on a nationally televised reality show and have your house featured, she will make it happen. Give her a call today at 865-237-7328. So... Phil has brought up the uh, 15th anniversary of Memphis versus Tennessee. Yes. And I, I didn't find this. I found this uh, kind of crazy to think about. Mm-hmm. But uh, Memphis is, they were just playing Wichita State tonight. And they, they play Keontae Kennedy, who I have no idea who this guy is. After their loss against uh, Houston, it was, he struck a wall and broke his hand. And the last time that happened, what NBA player did that? Uh, LeBron did that yeah, LeBron after game did one. Yeah. Did Chris Bosh do it? Someone else did it. I think it might have been on the Rock. I think it was Nene or somebody. Yeah, yeah, maybe somebody like that. He's yeah. mad hard in one pass on the ball. Yeah. But, yeah, so now Memphis is up in wars because they all hate Alex Lomax. Yeah. Got a lot of characters on the team, man. You got a 27-year-old. You've got Alo. You've got – You had Tyler Harris, who's now in his fourth team in three years. He's the all-time leader in uh, AAC three-pointers Megs. He's been in the AAC for 10 years. But, yep. Yeah. Way she goes, bud. Let's go back to the Big Orange Phillies phone lines. Connor is next. What do you say, Connor? What's going on, guys? Not a lot, man. Good to hear from you. Yeah, uh, I was actually going to call first to uh, about the NASCAR topic and just say you're better off just to save your money at a NASCAR race and just go find you a local Saturday night dirt track. You'll have way more fun. Well, I mean, uh, I, you know where I get my tickets from. I get them for free. I pay the $15 <laughs> service and fee, and I have not paid for a race in five years. But after the last call, I really just got hopped back up to crap on this basketball team. Uh, <laughs> first of all, uh, I know the last call was saying he's not saying for Rick Barnes to be fired. I am saying for Rick Barnes to be fired. It's time to go. I, I just know it's a natural process. As the older you get, the more soft you become in your ways, and you just let things go, but it just appears that Rick Barnes has just, like, lost, really, just the will to win. He just doesn't really care that much about winning anymore, and seen that after the Vanderbilt beat us on that last-second shot. He literally told Jerry Stackhouse, I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you for beating us. I just, I mean, that's just ridiculous, and it's obviously not going to get any better, and if people, if our fans genuinely think that Rick Barnes is our the best shot, best chance we have to getting to the next level or to getting to where we'd like to be, then that's just not even close to the truth. But, Connor, Rick Barnes isn't out there shooting the free throws. Rick Barnes isn't the one out there playing defense. I, I know You know where I, this is coming from. Likely, yeah, I do. And I mean, I've tried to say it all along, but – there's no reason that – I don't understand why people are generally – they're okay with us being just middle-of-the-road mediocre, and I don't get that. I really don't. It's amazing. I'm not but, even – like, that's the thing is, like, at some point when your basketball team, you have got to make that adjustment. You have got to find somebody that is going to get you over the hump. And someone tried to say on the drive earlier that Rick Barnes gets the most out of his players – now, I will say I think he might get the most out of the three stars. He might get the most out of your players like Admiral and Grant, Jordan Bone, Jordan Bowden, guys that were not highly touted coming out of high school. He might get the most out of them. But when you got a guy like Julian Phillips, and I mentioned this earlier, I think it was Phil's call, or no, it was fake Bob, excuse me. Yep. And when I think of Julian Phillips, if you were getting the most out of Julian Phillips, you'd be averaging 20 a game. Okay, can I ask, uh, Connor, who you want to – if you do fire Barnes, who do you want to replace him? Oh, I know where this I is know. going. Yep. Uh, well – Golly, this is not going to be good. But first of all, I do like whoever mentioned uh, the Baylor coach. I do like him. I don't know if you could ever get him away from Baylor. I mean, I'm sure if you gave him enough money, you probably could. But I actually do like him. I think he's a really good guy. But, uh, no, the best two choices right now are uh, Nato. I know he's not doing too well. And uh, Chris Beard. <laughs> so, two guys who uh, – one guy who – Covered up murder and one guy who choked his wife. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, to be fair, Chris Beard, the charges were dropped. You're innocent until proven guilty. I mean, I'm not saying I'm for it or against it. I'm just saying they were dropped at the end of the day. So evidence must not have been there to fully convict him. But 
regardless of that, honestly, I don't. It's not like huge who we get. We need to get someone good. I'm just tired of settling for what we're settling for now. If we can score 85 points a night and we get beat 10 or 12 times, I'm fine. But I'm not okay scoring 60 points a game and getting beat that way. I mean, it makes it easier to bet the under. I'll say that much. I've, I don't know. I got kind of got a weird feeling that maybe. I mean, I mean, TJ mentioned it, but he just doesn't look. I mean, he just doesn't look like he's really into it, especially since like this entire year, really. And if he just ends up retiring all of a sudden after this year, I, if they go and just if he retires and they decide to promote from within, I will be livid. That's, yeah, I agree. I I do not want promotion from within at this point. Uh, I just think that he's just kind of lost that will to win he's just kind of gotten older in age and you know he's more worried about his grandkids and stuff like that as i mean i, I understand that a thousand percent and it's really simple i mean you're not if you had the choice of a 70 year old man or a 40 year old 50 year old guy who is a stout proven young leader to take you into a battle or to a war you're going to take that young guy nine times out of ten i don't want a guy who doesn't want to win or isn't willing to go to war for me I wish there was another Brad Stevens out there somewhere. Scott Drew is only fifty-two years old. Brad and Stevens won a, or went to the Final Four at. He ain't leaving, man. You can throw a million dollars. Or I know a he's not leaving, dollars. but I'm saying like he was like what thirty-two when he took yeah. Butler to the Final Four. I think he's like early forties now, yeah, mid forties. He's not ever leaving. Well, no, I'm not saying we can go get him. I'm just saying I wish there was another guy yeah. like him. I think you also made a really good point about the Julian Phillips thing because I again with somebody about this the other day. And I was arguing how just what we've always said, how Rick Barnes just hounds these dudes on defense and they just it ruins them on the offensive side of the ball. And this guy was basically arguing, saying that who previously to being coached under Rick Barnes, who would have been a great scorer? And I made the point that if Julian Phillips plays under anyone, such as a Nate Oates-style coach who gives the players free will, doesn't yank them out of the game after a couple bad shots, and lets them play freely – that he gets 15 points a game every single night, and it's not even close. And people are trying to tell me basically that Julian Phillips doesn't really have a jump shot anyway, and I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you do not get ranked inside the top 20 of high school players without having some kind of jump shot. No, you don't at all. And, I mean, you got to think, imagine if Will Wade had never gotten canned from LSU and he was down there right now. He'd have 25. Yeah. 20 at least a game. Yeah. And – Honestly, I really and truly, outside of, you know, maybe Kennedy Chandler and a couple other guys, Rick Barnes really does not recruit outstanding great players. He goes for those three-star guys that are chippy and will get in there and battle. But outside of Julian and Julian based solely on potential, there's not a single guy on our team right now, if it happened tomorrow, that could play in the NBA. They're all not good. And I, honest to God, would rather watch a goose try to crap in a dish pan nine times out of ten to watch Olivier Conwall dribble the ball in the paint and shoot a fadeaway at six foot ten. Oh my god. That's a pretty bad day for you, I guess. <laughs> Man. I'm just tired of them. I hate losing and I hate watching the team. How'd you feel about his uh his walk up three? Blind <laughs> squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. <laughs> You're just adding fuel to the fire, aren't you, Matthew? Yep. God, uh, Rick Barnes' buyout is $23 million, by the way. What is it after next season? Uh, this was uh, published on January 28, 2023. Rick Barnes is the one, two, three, six highest paid coach in men's basketball with a buyout of $23 million. One thing I will say is everybody knows how much Rick Barnes loves Santi and Josiah. And there was a lot of speculation before the season started that he was done when they left. So, they're in their senior year now. Maybe he is tired of it. I mean, I'm just – I'm sick of watching him. I'm I'm going and playing golf on Saturdays solely to miss our game on purpose because I don't even want to watch them anymore. I'm just – they're just boring. I feel you. Doing this, I go to the gym during the game. Yep, so do I. I will be hooping. I'll be doing anything and everything except watching that game. I'd rather look at the stock market. It's closed on Saturdays. <laughs> <laughs> then watch this game. Watch your Saturday. crypto, man. Grass grow. <laughs> I don't know, man. Anything else. You got anything else for us, Connor? No, that's about it. We just we just got to do it at the end of the day. We got to stop being scared. It's just time to go. I'm tired of all the beta males. 
I'm not a second place winner. Got to go. Appreciate the phone call, Connor. Let's keep it rolling. Jason in Georgia is next. What do you say, Jason? What's that, Jack Snake? Jason. That's my limited. That's my limited fake Philly. I'm, I, I'm still working on it. Still working on it. I'll give you some uh, pointers though, real quick. Okay. Oh, sorry, Drake Snake. Thank you. Rick Barnes, the collector, drawing Social Security. How is my Social Security check made as good as Rick Barnes? Call him the collector. <laughs> oh, man. I got to keep working on it, dude. That's perfect. Oh, man. Your boy Philly's great. But your boy Connor, let me tell you something. Next time I come to Knoxville, I'm going to buy all you boys a beer, and we got to invite Connor. All right. Uh, we can make that happen. And, hey. Man, he just burned it down. Look, I I was thinking about this, and let's look at the big three. All right, Heupel, Tony B, yep. Rick Barnes. Look at look at what Heupel does developmentally, and you hear him say this. Uh, all the assistant coaches say this, especially on the offensive side of the ball. They're like, we're going to push you in practice. And we want you to make all the mistakes in practice so that when you get out there on Saturday, you just let it rip. You don't think, you let it rip. Tony B, you know, I mean, we pounded, boy, talk about, you know, uh, a couple of get-right games. Yeah. Uh, but but what, is, what does Tony B do in those situations? He's running true freshmen out there, studs, just getting them reps, getting them in the, in the field, getting them experience, letting it rip. I mean, Tony B has that, hey, look, you're good. We practice, we work on stuff, we develop, you know, we work on the mental stuff, physical, you know, everything. Let it rip on game day. And Barnes, like, those dudes, I've never seen a team play more scared to make a mistake than, than this year's Tennessee team. And, and, like there's, I say it every time I call in here, and you know I still am mad at y'all for making me watch that BJ versus Kennedy Chandler video. <laughs> <laughs> we still got that, that hurt page my match. feelings, man. I threw stuff. I threw stuff. I was like, God, leave, man. But but the the lack of development from from BJ. I mean, because because here's the thing: Barnes is going to play uh, Ziggler. 36 minutes when we're up 30 against Bellarmine, you know? I mean, come on, put it, and then he's going to put a walk-on in in front of B.J. Edwards. Like, there's that's an indictment on Barnes. That's a slap and, and in the I, face to B.J. is what that is. 100%. And if he doesn't hit the portal, then then I don't, I don't know what he's thinking because he is not going to ever uh, do anything under this regime here. And I know he loves Tennessee. He's a Knoxville boy, and uh, you know it's his dream to play here, but but not not under Barnes. I mean, this is this is bad. But you can see the difference in the coaching styles, and I don't think it's necessarily age. I think it's the stubbornness of Barnes, because you can look at Nick Saban, and and you know as as he got older, his whole thing was defense, 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 defense. Let's win thirteen to ten. Seven to six, you know, and then he realized I need to go get a quarterback, and so he opened up his offense, and then look what happened. So he had good defenses, you know, and then then they just started blowing people out because they had quarterbacks, skill position guys. He evolved. Barnes has not evolved, and he refuses to do so, and that's the problem. It's not his age; it's his stubbornness. And you got guys like Hypo lighting it up. You know, scoring forty a game. You got Tony B blowing people out twenty three to one, and and just lighting up the scoreboard. And then you go in TBA with twenty thousand people, and we're scoring forty six for a game. Get out of here! And I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, going back to the whole Alabama Nick Saban thing, you know, Nick Saban never had an NFL quarterback that panned out. Never until Jalen Hurts got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Correct. And Tua. And Tua. And Tua. Yeah. I mean, and soon to be Bryce. And, and soon to be Bryce. As uh, Jason talked about, 
as Nick Saban got older, he got better. He adapted because yeah, of Clemson. I mean, yes. Go look at the Clemson games. Yes. He had to keep up on offense, yes. and he did that. I mean, the, the offense is outdated. I was telling Jake during a few breaks ago, last night I was going through my Twitter, and I found an old three-and-out video from two years ago today during the Jaden and Keon years, and the callers were talking about, oh, this offense is outdated. It's boring. We don't play with any energy. We keep trying to force the ball. It's the same thing. We've been saying the same thing for three years now, and it's it's never going to change because Barnes's ego is too big, and he thinks everything's right. Well, and the thing is, it's like all four of us in this room have played basketball. Jason has played basketball. We understand the game. We understand what it's going to take to win basketball games. A lot of these people that are sitting here sheeping it up for Barnes and everything, they've never played the game. Correct. Correct. And some I mean, people that haven't played the game, they still have some common sense. They study the game. They know the game. But, I mean, the majority of these people, like, they've not even so much as played 2K. Picked a ball up. Exactly. Right. You know the 2-3 zone is. Look, here's the thing. <laughs> we're, a, we're a poor man's Virginia. That's what we are. And, yeah. and here's the thing about Tony Bennett. You're like, well, he won a national championship. Yeah, and he was the first team, uh, first coach of a team that lost as a one seed to a 16 so that's the type of program we have and 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 again rick barnes is a uh he's a wonderful man and he develops young men he turns them into great dads and fathers and and mentors them and we don't have to worry about an alabama situation he recruits good kids and that's great but but at the end of the day it's i mean if you're going to keep score, you might as well win. And and, and Barnes just looks like uh, a guy who's completely disinterested. You know, I, I'd be really curious. Yeah, I'd be really curious, you know, for what – like if Brick Barnes, let's say I, we talked about it, but it looked like they were speculation about his health. But if he just stepped away from a game and you let Justin Ganey or Rod Clark or whatever just be the enter, I wonder what it would look like. I'm sure they'd play with much more energy, looser, probably a fun brand of ball. Yeah. Look, anytime BJ's gotten in the, the past couple games, that poor kid looks like he couldn't crap a greased BB. I mean, he gets in there, deer in the headlights, is scared to death to make a mistake, and the first first play he's in there gets burnt on a drive. I mean, and, and like you can't play tight when you get in there. And I just I hate it for him because you know I think he's a very I mean look at all those guys on the bench, man Jefferson, Freddie buckets, you're just wasting talent right there. An athletic dude who could get in the game and do something. But, I mean, it's kind of sad, honestly. Well, if if Barnes, you know, that was a good point earlier. I can't remember uh, which one of y'all said that, but um, about uh, when Vescovy and Triple J, when they're done, Barnes might just step away. If that happens, I I pretty much can guarantee you, old Big Danny Energy is not going to promote from within. He is going to throw the checkbook at somebody, and I wouldn't mind Scott Drew. Uh, all right, here we go. Number one, Scott Drew runs a you know pretty good you know real good program. Gets good kids. You don't really hear much out of them. Then you, then then a little more to the shady side. I like a Sean Miller. Mm. I take know? Sean Miller in a heartbeat. Oh, I for, I Interesting. I forgot about Sean Miller. Is it Xavier right now? Yeah, I'd yeah, take him in a yeah, heartbeat, so I man. Too. Yeah, he recruits. He's a great recruiter. He was a point guard at Pitt. Could ball out. He likes to run it up and down the court. I mean, has tournament success. Brand of basketball. He could recruit whoever he wanted here. And I, I mean, I think Sean Miller would come here and tear it up. He would. He would be that. You know, there's a lot of people who want Bruce Pearl back. Well, Bruce Pearl's. You know, he's he's. You know, the, he he's not who he used to be. But but Sean Miller brings that type of vibe and energy. I I would I would love like like to me Sean Miller's number one on my list. I would love that hire. I think I would absolutely love that. He was great at Arizona, and then when the whole Aiden thing about the wire tie, I think that really affected. Like his last two years were not great, but I mean, he already has. This is his first year at Xavier, and they're backed up. They're top. They're, top, yeah, they're yeah. up there. Can yeah. we just leave everybody alone that was involved in that wiretap scandal? I mean, this was over shoes, is what this was over. Will Wade, Sean Miller, who else was in there? Uh, there was a Oklahoma State. Yeah, Oklahoma Bruce Pearl was in Person, on it, man. Yeah. yeah, Chuck Person took the fall for that. 
Ah, good old Chuck Posens. Kansas, too. Remember Bill Self yeah. got yeah. suspended? Yeah, Bill, Bill Self got suspended, yeah, for like four games. Yeah, wow, yeah. four wow. games Whoa. against School of the Deaf and Blind. <laughs> really going to hurt them. Well, it'll be interesting to see what happens. I mean, you know, South Carolina, uh, boy, did y'all see that video of Brandon Miller taking like nine steps? Yes. Yeah, we talked. At the top of the key. Good <laughs> grief. That hey. was that was brutal. Well, he's preparing for the NBA. Team. He'll fit right in. He was pointing yeah, to his oh names. yeah, that was perfect. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, but it, you know, we'll see what what we got for South Carolina. But I'll be interested to see if uh, you know Triple J suits up and actually comes out there and plays. I thought Jimmy Dyke, boy, he really. Uh, uh, I mean, there was some tire marks on Triple J's chest after he threw him under the bus like that. But hey, why not, man? I mean, the guy's twenty two, twenty three years old. He looked good and warm. I mean, go play. It's a big game. We got to have that win. We know and why. I just, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I appreciate you guys. Y'all have a good rest of your night, boys. Appreciate the phone call, Jason. Stay with us. Overtime continues. More Fan Run Radio coming up. Back here on Overtime, Fan Run Radio. Looks like Kelly Harper has come up with a decent game plan for tonight. <coughs> Lady Vols leading number one South Carolina, 19-13 to 13 at the start of the second. Yeah, just packing the paint, making them shoot, trying to shut down the uh, Leah Boston girl. Yeah, what and, I've seen is they're just double teaming. Well, they're I mean, they're not even guarding them on the perimeter. They're just... Yeah. South Carolina's playing four out, one in, and they're just packing the paint and just letting them shoot. Yeah, it's basically what I've seen on a couple possessions is whoever's guarding the other center, they just sit in the paint in front of Aaliyah Boston. Yeah, look at this, man. Look how packed it is right now. Look, they don't even care, man. Well, now they're running a little bit of sets, but before they were just standing around. I'm sure, yeah, see, they're they're already making adjustments. Uh, Don Staley is, but, you know, you got to get to halftime with the lead because you got to make an adjustment to their adjustment. They have minus odds right now to win – the national championship, yeah, like they're oh, minus one forty five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah they're they, they've been like unanimous number one for thirty five thirty five weeks straight. And yeah, the last time they lost was three hundred fifty three days ago. I think somebody actually uh, voted against them for number one. So it's like this week's the first time this season that's happened. Look at the apparel right now; it's being worn. Shorter shorts compared to what it was when I was growing up. At what point was it the most optimal for the uniforms, and at what point was it the most uncomfortable for men's uniforms, at, at least? What do you mean? Uh. So, like, when I was playing growing up, AAU ball, we had the baggy shorts that came, like, halfway down uh, your calves. You about that infamous picture of the guy that was at Providence where his shorts was, like, touching his shoes. You ever seen that photo? I think I have. I missed the I missed the era, the short roll era, by like a year. Well, it was my last year at AAU was twenty eighteen, and we, you know, they didn't. They would just get through it, give us shorts, but they were all like the same size. So we we roll them up three, four times. I mean, that's what we had to do because at one point they were actually like right at the middle of my calves. I'm like, I cannot play in these. Yeah, I. Uh, and of course, you can't yeah, do anything. Cause, cause it's this cheap brand that. Because when did it change? They started. No, I'm talking, about, I'm talking about back in the 80s, they were short, right? Short and tight. Yeah, short and tight. And then it went to damn near your ankles. No, it went basically almost to what it is now, just a little bit looser. Yeah. The and 90s, the, yeah. Yeah. So that was the Jordan era. Then the shorts progressively got longer. And then at some point in the mid 2000s, around 2005, they just went all out. It's like, we're going to make these shorts the baggiest shorts possible. And they're going to be long. And. I just I could never play in that crap, man. You can't nah. move. I my I had some shorts so big, man. I've I've told the story before, but you know, I I'm pretty sure I got yammed on down there at uh Disney Wild World of Sports going into my eighth grade year. We're playing these grown ass. That means men. you got dunked on. Yeah, yeah, it means I got dunked on. But anyway, this guy, I don't even know, man. He's at least 30 years old. The city stars from Philadelphia. (laughs) Never forget it. We were down like 75 to 20 in the fourth quarter, and they finally just called it. 
But, you know, I was getting back a fast break, core steel going out. I'm like, oh, crap. Look back, this guy, I'm like, oh, surely he's not going to go up. Because he, they hit a teammate behind. I'm waiting for him to drop it off. No, he just takes off. I'm like, oh, crap. And then I, I look down. The whole crowd's going crazy. I look down, my shorts have fallen off. <laughs> they're so big. I, I rolled them up. I tried as much as I could. So I, it was just a big double whammy at that moment. <laughs> at that point, you just go back to the hotel, yeah, man. Yeah, at that point, you just got to walk out the gym and say, uh, GG. Yeah, it didn't matter, man. I mean, what are you going to say at that situation? We lost by 55 points. I mean, come on. I'd say what they're wearing now is probably optimal. Yeah, I think I think that's a, like that. The length, like the, sh- the length shorts on nowadays, where they're what like mid thigh, basically seven of. inch. Yeah, seven inch is probably the best optimal. Five is too sh- too high. Nine is too long. Um, don't be like Lester Kenyonis and have them almost at your butt crack. You yeah. don't need to do that. Is that reason to be walking that's, around. See that now? That's too much. Now I'm I like the five inch inseams. That's what I rock with. Hmm. I like seven. Five. I like six. Yeah, it's like I know Patagonia shorts were like six, six. Yeah. The yeah. Lulu does does five, seven, nine. Yeah. So, I think Columbia is like six and a half for pretty much everything. Yeah, that's what. It, yeah, six and a half, seven is probably the optimal thing. Five. Zakai still go down to his knees. Maybe it's just because he's small, but. Yeah, I mean, when you're only five foot nine, yeah. it's not much you can do there. I mean, I'm I'm same height as Zakai, and my shorts are down to my knees. Yeah, he could also cook you. I didn't say he wouldn't. <laughs> but I would say what they're wearing now is optimal. Now, when you get into the shoe game, uh, we had a rough era of shoes in the 2000s as well. I mean. Like early 2000s? Yeah. Yeah, because what were you, I mean, I was born in 2000, so what were they wearing in the early 2000s? So, there was one shoe. I forgot what it was. I had the laces, obviously. But then there was this leather piece that went over the top of them. To make it look like you had no laces. Uh, like the early LeBrons? The early Kobe's. Like when they we were still with Adidas. What was, uh, didn't y'all have like the uh, the pumps? Like the, the RBK eye pumps. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm. They used to have shock basketball shoes. Shocks. Yeah. Yeah, they had the Rezig basketball shoes when I was like eight or nine. The Hirachi, the shocks, and the Air Max were... The shoes that everybody wanted. Did you ever put on the shacks? <laughs> <laughs> no, I did not. Aren't those like a brick on your feet? Yeah, like those like, a, like 10 pounds. I oh, I mean, that's another problem with those shoes. The majority of them were just heavy. Well, I mean, Shaquille O'Neal was wearing them, so obviously. They're not heavy to him. Yeah, heavy to They're him. heavy to a normal human being. <laughs> yes. I know what phone posits are pretty heavy, too. Oh, uh, yeah, those are bricks. Well, let me, let me tell you about a shoe that you could only get, and you guys probably never even heard of this store. Steve and Barry's. No. No idea. Nah. So everything there was off-brand. They had every team that you could imagine you could buy stuff for. They had everything that you could want in this store as far as apparel goes. But it was all off-brand. Stefan Marbury signed a deal with this company. And they introduced a shoe called the Starberries. I've heard. I know about the Starberries. Yeah, I know about the shoes. I'm yeah. trying to think of that uh, store. It's. Gosh, I'm trying to think of it. It's not. I'm not talking about like Dicks or Sports Authority. Hibbits, Hibbits, Hibbits. Yes. Yeah, Hibbits. Yeah. Uh, I think they're pretty much out of business now. There's, but there was one. We, we still got one here out was, by my house. Was, uh, okay. One in Memphis by our high school. And it shut down. Yeah. Um, what was that place that was down there next to y'all? What Sports Seasons? Sports seasons. There is a sports seasons. Um, we have a what? Sports seasons. Where is that? There's one on Summer Avenue that was like. Yeah, don't go there. There's often. one over next to Milano's Pizza. Don't go there often. I don't know. Most of the stuff in Memphis, like, it's pretty hard. Like, you, you can't even go out to like a mall or anything. There's not a safe mall, literally, because you got one that's a human trafficking. Uh, Wolf Chase, or Wolf Chase is a human trafficking like hot spot. And then Oak Court, Oak Court you, you're lucky to go in and out without with your, with your life. I'm not yeah, kidding. It's it's ridiculous. Last week, uh, two people were shot at Wolf Chase, and then Oak Court has like the most like per capita murders by a mall. I think in the state of Tennessee. Yeah. Is the Bass Pro Shop safe to go to? 
Yeah. I've been one time. Been one time, yeah. Just check it out. They have like a hotel in there too. It's other than the hotel, I mean, it's, it's pretty they have a restaurant at the very top where yeah. you can like go out to the balcony and look yeah, around. You're better off just going up to Kodak and going to that one. Yeah, it's pretty. I mean, it's just they just want to attract you in because the pyramid. Yeah. But I, it kind of blew my mind. That was the first time I've been in the pyramid because you know the Grizzlies used to play there. And I'm just like, how do they fit an NBA team in yeah, here? Yeah, I was surprised on that too. That was just kind of thrown together. Really, when they decided that they were going to move it from Vancouver to Memphis. That was a big deal back in the day. I remember when that first happened. Yes, I'm ancient, Matthew, as you like to say. Oh, you old, ain't you? Yeah, About About moving Vancouver to Memphis? Yeah. That's like 2003 or something. 2001. 2001, yeah. Not that old. I remember it. 22 years of... How old were you? I would have been seven. Uh, it's about the time I started remembering everything. Cause that Tennessee Memphis game was really my like first vivid yeah, memory. I was gonna say probably about eight or nine is probably when I remember stuff. Cause I got the very we used to play Memphis every year back then. Correct, correct. Yeah. We would play them every now and again. We'd do a home. And I home. think it was 2010 back in when we came back to Memphis. After that, I went to the game with my mom and Pastner was the coach. Yeah, and uh, you know we were just sitting there before the game pregame. This old Karen behind me. Tennessee sucks, like, just screaming at me. I'm like, I'm just sitting here minding my business. And uh, after the game, uh, you know, of course, we won. We're walking back to the car. F you, Tennessee. You suck, this and that. The most ugly fans ever, man. Like, Tiger High just needs to be abolished off the face of the earth. You know, I can imagine you sitting there doing exactly what you did. Matthew, this was before your time. Bryson, this was before yours. I'll get Billy Stats to send me the video. But – it was like a month before football started. Phil calls in. I think Fake Bob had had the only sports-related call. Westchester called in with something, nothing sports-related. Phil calls in. Yeah, Westchester reminds me of Robert E. Lee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was that was just old. And he's sitting here bored. And then finally, thank goodness for Daniel. Daniel called in and actually wanted to talk some sports, and I start screaming in this chair, yes, let's go, somebody's talking football, thank God it's on video, and Dave's just sitting there minding his business like. Yep, I was like, I was so zoned out, man. That was like, go from Robert E. Lee, I did not expect to talk about the Civil War here, it was like during football season. It's like, what is even going on? I think that was like a Friday, was it not like a Friday show? That was like a Friday show. Yeah, so like, that was the end of the week, I, we were just talking like, literally about anything. And anything and everything. And everything. I had a mustache I, I that think, day. No, because that was, that was like a week before, we had talked literally, we had covered every single topic we could all summer long, and then at that point, Phil's so bored, he's talking about Robert E. Lee. Like, <laughs> we, we were all just so bored. Here, we I'll tell you exactly antsy. what it was. Let's find the video. I've got it right, James. I'm trying to remember, like, my first, like... That would have been on August the 9th. August the 9th. Yes. Well. You weren't here yet. Uh, no. Who's... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, Never yeah, mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. I came here in October, September, when would I? You came September. in the end of September. Yep, yep. Because I got Damn. so tired of having to sit behind that board. Damn. Run the board, press the buttons, answer the phones, and host. I was mad. Jake, a listener wants to know... Uh, if you've ever heard of Sports Unlimited, he says it was the best in the 90s in West Knoxville. I remember Sports Unlimited. Not much, but I remember it. That store in the mall called 96 Kicks, I think. That place is crazy. Like, if you're a sneakerhead, you want any type of shoe, you go there. But, like, they try yeah, to price you out like crazy. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah we, went, like, we went there. And, it's by the champs. Yeah. Um, the left, left, far left I mean, corner. It was, I mean, these I mean, champs, I've not been they, there forever. They were pricing everything and anything just probably about 200 300 above anything but do they have there. a pair of shattered backboards uh I'll pull it up right now well they put a picture they're so proud it was in the covid year our first game at south carolina you remember that slop fest yeah. we actually won but jg went there the next day and they post on their screen like check out at jg jg to keep like they're all proud that jg went there and bought some shoes like, ah, it's not anything to be proud about i mean we we went there. We've been there what once, twice. Maybe? I've been there a few times, but like I'd never buy anything from there. I just go in there and look. I'm not dropping seven hundred dollars for anything. some shoes right now. Do they have a pair of shattered backboards? There? I don't know. Man. You just flip through here and see what you want. God, this table is so greasy. <laughs> Why there's so much grease? You need to have a cleaning day. <laughs> 
I cleaned this entire studio. Adam Hickman and I spent hours. No, no. Oh, man. I'm sure uh, Hickman does a great job cleaning. Well, considering I brought in my drill and I had a brush attachment for it, I'm like, okay, press lightly down on the carpet. Don't press too hard. It'll break the bit. What happened? He broke the bit. He broke the bit. Nice. Nice. Out of boy, Hickman. Brought my carpet cleaner in here. Destroyed my carpet cleaner trying to clean this place. A week later, guess what happened? Right back to the way it was. Yeah, that uh, area underneath producer Matthew's feet, God knows what is under there. I, I don't put my feet down. Let me yeah. see if I can find the picture during the break. I want to show you all. How is it a, it a foul? No commentary, man. We're not allowed to live commentate I, 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 I didn't comment. I'm just asking a question. Doesn't matter, no, man. They're not going to care. It's... M-Flop is going to get that call nine yeah. times out of yeah. ten. M-Free Throw is going to get that Oh, yep. There you go. Oh, wow. Oh, God. Uh, UPS, UPS driver <laughs> Tillman is coming into the game. Just got off his 9 to 5. <laughs> he goes straight from his 9 to 5 straight to the forum and sits on the bench. Yep. Well, uh, buddy, get, don't get used to this. When uh, Stephen Adams comes back, uh, you'll be back on the bench. Oh, I actually put him on a hustle and actually play. He already did that. Yeah, and do it again. Not enough days left. Who cares? Stay with us. Overtime continues. More fan run radio coming up. Final segment of the program, Fan Run Radio. Davis about got caught on a hot mic there. Didn't say anything bad, so it doesn't count. Well, good. You want to hear or see this nastiness that Hickman and I got with a carpet cleaner? This is just under the producer's table. Let me see this. This is black as the night sky. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I got offered 50 bucks, a full tank of gas, and a month's worth of McDonald's to take a sip of that. No chance. No, absolutely not, man. You can pay me a billion dollars. You'd probably be dead yeah, after yeah, honestly, that. yeah. Oh, buddy, that was about like the time where I had to go to retention because my Army contract was coming up. Oh, I'd had years of bad experiences. They offered me, I think it was $20,000 to re-enlist. I looked at the retention NCO and I said, Sergeant, you could offer me $20 million and I still would not re-enlist in the Army. And he's like, well, why not? Don't let one bad experience change your mind. I'm like, change my mind? My mind's been made for three years. He's like, I don't want to be here anymore. How much? I can't I have no idea about the t- Army, but $20 million, I might have to do that. I, I, oh, I, no. $20 million, I, I, maybe. How, how much money would they have to offer you right now to go watch this game on Saturday? How much money would they have to? How much would they have to pay me to go watch this game? Yes. Oh. Um. Uh, pay off my mortgage, buy a Toyota Tundra capstone with all the features. Uh, actually, no, I'd probably do it for about three grand. I had news for you, man. Uh, Gigi Jackson is a problem. If you watched that game he last is. night, he is. like they're not going to be a pushover tomorrow, or nope. not tomorrow night, but Saturday. Yep. If you think you're just going to waltz in there and stroll away with the easy W, I don't know what to tell you. So do we think? Do we honestly think Josiah Jordan James plays? <laughs> yes, yes. I hope he does. Gets cooked by Gigi Jackson. We got called out, man. I mean, we all know why he's going to play. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We you're all, spot on with that. <laughs> yeah, we all know why he's going to play Saturday night in, in TBA, but. Do we want him to? Do you want a guy who basically says... If he can win us a ball game, then yeah. But if he's going to go out there and not perform... If if he's going to go out there and not like... I don't even know. I guess you would try to throw him on Gigi Jackson. But that's a a a tall task on his first game back. And I mean, that game last night was incredible. Alabama and South Carolina. You had Gigi Jackson and Brandon Miller going back and forth like... And I, Lamont Paris, man, they had four seconds left in a regulation tie ball game. They did not call timeout, and they, I think they shot like a, I, I didn't even, it, yeah, it was terrible. I don't, they, I don't even think they got a shot off base. They just threw it at the goal. I don't know what these college coaches' problem is with holding on to the timeouts, but you got to use them. You got to call it. If he, can't if that, take them with you. That man, if that man is above the half court line, because you know, in college they can't. 
uh, can't advance the ball. the ball. Well, the so, excuse that we hear all the time is, well, you don't want to give the defense time to get set up. Who cares, man? I feel like more times. Then you should know what they're going to run, and you sign up or yeah. design a play or set them up based on what you know they're going to do. I feel like half the time, it feels like when you let a defense get set up, you score more than just. I, I don't feel like half the time yeah. these buckets or. Or from, like, defense not being set. It's unexpected. You don't know what they're, you're going to call out of time. I mean, yeah. you can scout for out-of-bounds plays, yeah. side out-of-bounds plays, but you got to draw something up. And that that's a big thing of coaching, man. you got to draw something up last second and be able to execute it. And you should go through that in practice, but I guess we really don't. Late game, I mean – I mean, just run stack. I, I don't know. Every possession matters, man. The last yes. three minutes of a, a tight ball game, every single possession every matters. Single and we just one. crapped away multiple possessions the other night. It's bad. I know his record sucks, but I really like Lamont. I mean, sitting Gigi Jackson – or not sitting him, but not starting him for three games because of Gigi's comments about why he's not in the game on Instagram Live, I I respect that. I don't. You think you think Rick Bourne sits no. just like Jordan well, James tomorrow or yeah. Saturday, whatever it is, about his comments? No. No. Because yeah. no, he loves to shot Jordan James. I mean, we talk about you talk about Brandon Miller earlier in the show about his potential being kind of – I wouldn't say shot. Wa- uh, yeah, shot. I wasn't gonna say wasted, basically, but I shot. shouldn't have said that. Goodness. Well, he, he's. I mean, you tell you talk about he could have gotten <laughs> to twenty points and eight eight rebounds, five assists. But I mean, the same thing about Josiah Jordan James, a five star American. Interesting. But you know, here we are, late at night. The Down door is wide open, man. The darkest pit of fan run radio. Way to go. That's producer Kyle and Shaw, man. He, yeah, he was the last one out of here. We've had a few of those instances as well. Yeah, that's you do not want to leave your door open, man. We've had uh, quite a few uh, different characters come up to here. I had somebody come in here one time looking for somebody who was actually a registered sex offender. Yep, that was on Halloween night too. Yep. Oh, buddy, I grabbed a chainsaw after that one. Yeah, that was very weird. Well, and there was the first time, dude just starts beating on the door. In the middle of the summer, I think, maybe. Uh, uh, it was the middle of football season, I think, maybe a little bit before then. But he's like, hey, buddy, can I use some of this concrete over here? I got my car stuck in the ditch. <laughs> I was like, no, you cannot use that. That's not concrete. So, no, you cannot use that. Maybe it's going to cost me 60 bucks to get it towed, and I ain't got 60 bucks. I was like. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. That's like a huge problem. <laughs> he had a legit reason. Though. The other person, he drove up to the door. We're 99% Oh, and we sure. thought they'd hit Matthew's yeah, car. Yeah, they thought they hit my car, but they didn't. Yeah, typical Aspen Heights garage. Yep, yep. Hit, car got hit in the Aspen Heights garage. Aspen Heights, you are a joke. Yep, and guess what, man? Cameras don't work there, so you can't see you hit your car. Well, my favorite part about the one where we thought your car got hit, Davis looks at me and is like, oh, my God. Should we tell him or not tell him? Like, obviously we should tell him. <laughs> Thanks, Davis. Nice. Thanks, Davis. <laughs> nice job. Ratio. Um, Done the plot. Whatever, man. Grass. <laughs> but yeah, L that's. Uh, I don't know. Because at that point, man, what is a what is the benefit to tell you? We don't know who this crackhead was looking for a sex offender. They definitely don't have insurance. <laughs> They're not gonna help. <laughs> They're not going to help you pay off the damage. So basically no good to tell you. They're just letting you figure it out your own. It's basically the same thing that happened in Aspen Heights. No one told me he would hit Michael then, so who cares? Oh, that's just like the time filet of fish. He was at the Crystal on Western Avenue and just absolutely gets rear-ended at the the Crystal drive-thru of all places. Mm. And the dude's like, oh, yeah, here's my insurance information. This dude hadn't paid for that insurance in like six months. He had no insurance. But the thing is, like, the guy's name and address and phone number and everything was on this insurance card that Weston took a picture of. And eventually the guy ends up going to jail. How fast was he? Like, how? Like, if you're in the crystal drive through I feel like it can't be much damage. That's enough to move the car. Hmm. Oh, well, yeah. That guy's an idiot then. Hmm. Crystals. I love crystals. Great. That went on crystals, man. Why does it smell like hibachi in here? Can't smell anything after what? <laughs> yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Wrapping up, let's get a call from Roger. Roger that. Good evening, Rog. Uh, well, hi, uh, well, I get, get, get him to you too. 
Roger, I'm hungry, man. I'm not going to lie. It smells oh, like yeah. some Japanese hungry. food in here. It smells like some good teriyaki chicken with some fried rice. I'm craving something to eat now. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that. Heard that. Um, I wanted to ask you real quick. I don't know you're off topic. I just want to ask you real quick about the, about the team. Um, so uh, I just want to ask you. I haven't talked to you in a while. I just want to ask you about the team itself. Uh, I want to ask you if we win. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Everybody's kind of down on on Tennessee right now. I just want to ask you if they win. If they win tomorrow, Saturday, win. If they start winning games, they win Saturday and beat. Uh, win two games, three of maybe all three of them. We think they think will be back back on 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 the on the on the on the back record. If they win, if they win again, win again, if they win. I think in order for the fans to get back on board, Roger, it's going to take another deep run in the SEC tournament because right now. Uh, we got three teams coming up, and I was going to say that South Carolina's a guaranteed win, but after the way they played against Alabama, they're really not a guaranteed win anymore either. So, I mean, yeah, you're looking at, at the potential of Tennessee losing its last three <laughs> games. I don't think they will, but yeah. if they did, you're going to have a lot of fans that are very upset with the state of the program. So, you're looking at losing that double bye that you would get. That way you don't have to play on Wednesday or Thursday in the SEC yeah. tournament, you're at risk of losing that. Mm-hmm. And in order to get the fans back on board, you're ha- you're going to have to do something in the SEC tournament. And, Raj, if we don't do anything in the SEC yeah. tournament and then we get bounced early in the first round of the NCAA, the NCAA tournament, uh, yeah. things, things are not going to be good, buddy. Oh, no, for sure not. Um, also, I want to ask you, ask you, ask you, Matthew, about this, Matthew, uh, Matthew, uh, I want to ask you about this, Matthew, but I know, but, but uh, 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 shooting in SEC tournament-wise, uh, uh, what we'll have to do Tennessee or or Tennessee to get by and play Friday afternoon? What Tennessee have to do or or to get a buy and play Friday play Friday somehow? What will Tennessee have to do then? Do that? Do that? Do that? You think? I think. I think we. I mean, let's just be honest here. You gotta win out. You have to win out. I don't know. I don't know if you solely have to win the SEC championship. Because it's a tall task yeah. to do. I don't think you go back to back years. But with it, like if you want fans to get back in this, and you want people to show up and be loud, you have to do more March. You can't be a yeah a first or a second day upset because if you lose first weekend round of sixty four round of thirty two, people are going to yeah. be asking questions all across the board and. Those questions yeah. are not only going to be directed at the players, but they're going to be directed right at Coach uh, Rick Barnes. And uh, I, I don't yeah. know—I don't know if I trust Rick Barnes to give us an accurate answer on this. Uh, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, well, I, 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 I know you bad time, so I, I, I thought I talked to you more tomorrow night, but I, 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 I let you go. I need bad time, so I let you go. And uh, y'all have a good night. Hi, okay? have a good night. Thank you, Roger. We appreciate yeah. the phone call, buddy. Okay, bye bye. Oh, Raj, want to know what it's going to take to win the fans back. Parents of shooting victim call Brandon Miller's continued play for Alabama unimaginable. It's yep. just unimaginable, and it's like his life is just going on. He took a brief pause, and it didn't stop. It's like, okay, slap on the wrist and go play ball. There it is. I mean, I've, I've been waiting on this. They're worried about his career, but what about uh, the five-year-old boy He's, he's going to grow up without his mother. He's the true victim in all this. He won't have a mother anymore to influence his growing up and who he's going to be. Um, in Miller's case, yeah, we already talked about all that. It's just, I don't know. That that was the mother of the uh, shooting victim saying that. There it is. Well, I mean, and I think well, it might have been me that made the comment yesterday. It's like that kid's got to grow up without a mother. Like that's the saddest. I mean, that's I mean, yeah. Someone lost their life, but like the sad thing is, someone's now gonna have to go without a mother. Well, and that's why I was being so critical yesterday of the uh, Barstool Bama account and the fact they're just almost making a mockery out of the whole situation. And I mean, this. I mean, obviously, the mother of the young lady that got killed. She's seeing all this. The five-year-old. Might not be able to comprehend all of it. All he knows probably at this point is that he's lost his mother and that he's never going to see her again. That's why he is comprehended. He does not understand the full, or he doesn't grasp fully the situation. Sad. That's, uh, I mean, those accounts, and you, you see it too, the fans from Alabama, they're just as disgusting. 
Oh, they're terrible, man. The Alabama accounts for this whole situation is absolutely awful to look at and read. It's terrible. Well, it doesn't help. They're not getting any help from the DA. Yep. Tuscaloosa PD. I mean, really, in order for this to actually get solved and figure out what actually went down, you're going to have to get the FBI, the Department of Justice. You'll have to get all those people involved. I mean, this is just... I don't think we'll... I don't even know. We're never going to know. Yeah, you're never going to know. No. I mean, you definitely won't know by the end of the basketball season. Well, I mean, less than a month away. I, I mean, let's be honest. They're not going to get it done before then because then the NBA draft is right around the corner. And they're not, not going to get it done by then. No, and something else to think about before we head out of here. When it's just a random person destroying evidence, it's pretty easy to pick up right on. When the police department, the district attorney, they're destroying evidence. I'm not saying they did, but if they did... They're, you know they're covering their bases. There is absolutely no way that they'll ever find out anything. Yep. No way at all. Nah. And the lawyer statement yesterday, I mean, if you truly believe that, then I don't know what to tell you. His job is to defend him. He's going to make up a story. It's just uh, the the fact the facts of the statement don't add up. Like, he never left his car, but yet there's two bullet holes in the driver windshield oh, so he, he just dodging, sat just dodging bullets yeah like is he in the I mean, matrix he could have been killed as well yep there's like i don't know and then the fact that he said he was just going to pick him up and had no idea that a loaded gun was in his back seat just but the text messages contradict every single yep. bit of that yep I, know, I just find it hard to believe that he's not considered a suspect uh, at least he's not being charged with anything it's just wild oh man let's get out of here and go get something to eat before i talk about anything else that's depressing that's gonna do it for us thank you davis thank you thank you matthew thank you thank you bryson thank you something else coming up next you're on wkgn tune in tomorrow for three and out right here on fan run radio